welcome to Business Can Be Better. This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. All right, we're live on episode 16, and we're talking about how to market your business with no money. Got no money, no money, no problems. <laughs> no, it's more money, more problems. Yeah, I don't think that one applies to okay. anyone. Uh, do I have to ask what's new, or are you just going to yeah, cough do. all over Always. the mic and tell us? I'm not going to get sick Kay. all over the mic. So what's new? Um, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> So Pretty much. You can't, we can't say news. anything funny tonight because if I, I'll start getting into a coughing fit. And so that very means more serious, germs very, get spewed yeah, at me. Very serious pod, vodcast tonight. <clears throat> um, oh, and these, you already commented on them. Everyone needs to see them though. Oh yeah, these are slippers, people. Vans And yes, those are sweatpants. And I'm so glad that you got to smell my feet now. That's commitment. You um, were homesick today. You I wanted those, this? I wanted those for like two years. I knew they wow, existed, like power. Vans, checkerboard, slippers, and every time I go to a different mall that has Vans, I go check it out, and they'll no, they never have them in stock. Why don't you just buy them online? And so I did. Oh. <laughs> After two years of wanting them, I was like, our first snow day here when I walked to work in snow boots and I had to take them off, I'm like, okay, we're ordering the slippers. So now <laughs> we're years. set. We're set for the season. That is impressive. We have the Vans slippers. What's new with you? Um, well, we've all been sick, right? <coughs> when yeah. I, when I got you were, sick. My kids were. Oh, yeah. I think everyone I know, except for my husband, has been sick. But, um. It's coming. We were kind of brainstorming how I could less, uh, don't jinx him. He, I think he's one of our only two viewers. Oh, one. It's Jocelyn. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. What's I lost new? my train of thought. Oh, yes. So, um, I've been trying to brainstorm ways to take better care of myself. Okay. And Laura was like, well, every time you have a meeting, you let them stay like 25 minutes late and then you run out the door to your next meeting. Right. And she was like, so you never get a break between meetings. And I didn't realize that I was like eating up six times 30 minutes every day with just like hanging out, right. keep talking, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was really scared to start trying it because I don't know, I felt like it would be rude. But so yeah, to, like, today. Usher them out the door. Well, yeah, yeah. Today I was like, okay, and I like close the thing, and I was like, well, and I stood up, and then everybody was just like, okay, we're done. See you later. And I was like, wow. That's all you had to do. Yeah. So that was a huge learning for me because I always felt like, oh, well, I don't want to tell them to go, but they're thinking. Well, at least one of them was thinking. I hate when she goes over time because then right. I'm late for my next thing. And I was thinking, oh, I'm giving you all this value. So what? What are you doing with all your extra time? Breathing. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, I'm like. Okay, and I pet my dog, and I didn't speed to my next meeting. That's good. Yeah, all healthy Just save choices. Money on yeah. Speeding tickets. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Today's topic. How to market your business with no money. Yes. Or or just a very small amount of money. Yeah. Maybe paying staff. That might be the. Okay. So that's the thing, though, right? Like, if like you would be a big proponent of your time is valuable, right? So mm -hmm. it's 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 never going to be free because it takes something it's either going to take money or time or both yeah so, i guess when i'm thinking of the level of uh let's say you have like five to 25 employees already and you want to market your business for nothing 
But I think we can also apply this stuff to people who are solopreneurs trying to get a team. Mm-hmm. At least I think all the ideas that I wrote down, yeah, I think they will. Okay. They'll apply to either. What you got? Do you have notes? Or are you just going to read <laughs> off mine again? Yeah, just going to leer kidding. over Just your kidding, just kidding. Um, the first thing was track every lead or like get it into somewhere. Even if it's just a spreadsheet or a wall of sticky notes, mm-hmm. write it down because... There's so many times you're like out in the community or even like, I remember coaching kids soccer, like a volunteer thing. And people would come up to me and be like, hey, you're a business coach, right? And they'd be like, my husband really needs your help. (laughs) They like give me their husband's card (laughs) and I throw it in the bag of soccer balls and I forget about it for six months, you know? So I think that would be my number one thing is if you get some sort of lead where someone's like, I want to talk to you, I want to do business with you, I'm a possible customer. You have to track sure that and follow you, yeah. up. Like you were talking about that one place today, right? Yep. Yes, I'll call you at this time. Yeah. Three months later, oh, hey, found your name on a stack of sticky notes. Right. And you're like, no, not Off impressed. follow up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I guess we're on the sub- subject of leads. We should talk about follow up. Okay. Because when you don't follow up, 84% of sales are done between the 5th and 12th follow-up. Now, that's a Grant Cardone stat. I'm going to start putting names to my stats from now on. Oh, I like recently, sources in the Yeah, list, in the sources. But, um, so I always try to get my clients to create a follow-up process that's at least five follow-ups. And so many of them cringe about it. They're like, oh, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be, like, pushy. Yeah. But it, I find in today's world, you have to remind people quite a few times. like, And they'll think that a lot of people, for me anyways, feel like it's a service when we remind them. Yeah. I, I like Since we've had our conversations, I've been more uh, willing, I guess, or more eager to follow up just because of framing it that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I do have people thank me for following up. Oh, that's almost awesome. Almost always. That's good to know. So sometimes they'll, in their response, they'll say, you know, this thing needs to happen first, or we're waiting on this, whatever. And then they'll usually say... Um, I will let you know if we need something. And I think that's their cue to kind of be like, you don't need to follow up again. I will let you know. And so then I'll take a step back. But otherwise, the rest are often saying, thank you for following up. And either, um, no, it's not right for us right now. Or just like, um, not quite ready to make a decision yet. Or something still needs to happen. But yeah, the follow up thing is big. So both of those are about not trying to find new leads, but since you're trying to do it for as little money as possible, just getting max value out of the leads you're going to get. Exactly. So convert them at a higher rate, make sure that um, you're keeping track of them, and then you're making more money without having to pay to funnel more leads in the top. That was my second point, was convert more leads. Right. So I guess follow-up is part of converting more leads, but you know Brennan from Grizzly Media? Yeah. He told one of my clients in an email, this is so good, he said, um, he asked how the website was currently converting because there's no use putting more water in a leaky bucket. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love that. <clears throat> I don't know if that's his original saying or if he got that from somewhere. You're like, it's I from don't know. me. No, it's my it's, quote. No, I said it too, but it's not mine. I don't know if there's like a source for it, but I've said that like one of our longtime clients that we've had for over a year and a half, that doesn't seem that long, but <laughs> we've had a client for a year and a half that... Um, at the beginning, it was kind of like, we need to throw more people in the top of the funnel. We need more website traffic. We need more people aware of us, all of that. And then when I get into his, his into the back of his business and see the actual you know, numbers, um, see that actually you have a pretty good amount of website traffic. If we just converted these people, 
more effectively, then we don't really need to dump more people into the top. Yeah. So that was kind of how I explained it to him as I'm like, we kind of have two methods we can do here. We can like pour more people on top of your funnel Except right now your funnel is more like a sieve. So like let's actually turn it into a funnel that converts rather than everyone just like falling out of it. And so that made sense to him too. So apparently that's an analogy that works for I'm people. I'm having the weirdest vision right now okay. of human beings falling out, falling of, out of a sieve. Yeah. So yeah, convert more. And, and follow up is one way. What is another way? Because a lot of people, I don't want them to think, oh, that's great conceptually. But like right. how does it actually work? How do you do it? So follow up for sure. If you follow up more times in different ways, like in preferred ways, mm -hmm. you'll convert more people. But also ask, like if you if people are saying no to you, just be really humble and just say, I'm trying to improve my service. Would yeah. you mind giving me some feedback on why not? Because most times people <clears throat> will happily tell you. Yeah, I would say also having just higher quality follow up but also the initial proposal just putting a lot more quality into that we've been complimented on how our proposals look which seems like i mean you're just there to find out what we can do and what it's going to cost right but we get complimented often on just wow your proposals are really nice mm. and that counts for something so if you want to convert at a higher rate just put some time into making really beautiful proposals like we email people a pdf that's anywhere from like maybe six at the very shortest to like 20 or 30 pages long of here's what we're going to do. Here's where you're at now. This is our solution. This is how we would roll it out. And finally, you know, this is what it's going to cost, all that. But making it look beautiful. Put their logo in it. Put examples that are from their industry. Like put time into it. And then the follow-up too. Making sure that it's not just like, hey, just checking in if you have any questions. Like ask them something or comment on something. I know you just got back from Costa Rica. Like just... Talk to them and find out more about them. Lurk on their LinkedIn and their Facebook <laughs> and their Instagram and find out where you they've been. Use that word. Like, yeah, lurk. Oh, you don't like the lurk word. <laughs> but yeah, really, like, you know that their kid just had a birthday. I mean, mm -hmm. you might not want to be too creepy about it. If it's weird that you know that, <laughs> Did you then take don't. cold medication before this? <laughs> <laughs> I have this not been live, around lady. other humans for live. like four days other than my family. So. Okay, so what about people who actually do business like, um, high transaction mm -hmm. uh high frequency of transaction or sorry like large number of transactions but low. Oh, okay like i'm Volume. thinking superstore like no <coughs> not superstore locally owned businesses but right. like people who don't do proposals they only get a very mm -hmm. brief rare so interaction like the burger shop down the street sure here. yeah 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 if you're not doing amazing things for your clients People aren't going to talk about you. People aren't going to leave you nice reviews. People aren't going to be your fans on social media. Yeah. They're not going to share your stuff. So if you think that marketing is the answer to fixing your business, but you have a crappy customer experience, you have to start there. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask them. If you don't know what's wrong, you have to ask them what we can mm -hmm. do better. Yeah. So if we're talking about something being free, obviously it means that you're doing it in-house then too. Like you have access to some resources already and that sort of makes it free but i mean you're paying for it in some way but um but yeah how do we how do we help in-house teams get good at marketing like you obviously if you're trying to learn this what we're talking about then you don't have a marketing director or someone who can do this you're trying to make people who aren't marketers and turn them into marketers so i think first of all <coughs> most people who aren't marketers aren't tracking leads they're not tracking conversion percentage. Like if we got 100 leads, what percentage converted? And I don't think they're tracking leads from different sources differently. So like if I got 100 leads from Facebook, but 10 leads from Google Ads, 
which one has a higher percentage conversion rate. Then uh, trust your or track your conversion rate on each type of lead source and work to improve it in the ways that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Make the customer experience better. Do your research. Find out why they're not converting. Make that better. Um, what do you think about... There's a couple that I wanted to talk to you about that I think suck. Okay. That I don't want to recommend. <clears throat> but I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, forced networking. I dislike. Yeah. I really love, you know, service clubs or fundraisers or things that you go to because you you have an, a different purpose. Like right. you go to something because it's fun yeah. or you go to something because you want to support a cause and you end up developing relationships that, that maybe those yeah. will count as networking leads. But I feel like forced networking, I cannot recommend that. It just feels so ugh. So going specifically to an event that's just, it's just for the just for the function of handing each yeah. other business cards. Yeah, I think, well, number one, I think we're, we're not good at that anymore. I think a lot of people, we're so used to like texting and social media yeah. and stuff. It's very awkward sometimes. Um, but I also just, once my experience sometimes with places like that where it's like forced networking, it just doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. And that might just be me, but... Um, yeah, the few times where I've gone to something like that and it, it worked out is usually because I find like three people that I really want to connect with and yeah. we talk for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's how I go to networking events is I come away having met three people, yeah. not 40. And, I, I, and I've made, you know what, how I met, do you know, so, I mean, this is, it's not something we have to keep anonymous. This is a good thing to say. You know, Jonathan owns Johnny Bean as a coffee shop in town. I met him at a LinkedIn event. I was on a I was on a panel actually, but it was kind of more of a networking event. There was like a speaking panel portion. But I met Johnny there, and we ended up chatting for, like, literally probably 45 minutes at that event. And now we're great buddies, and we talk about business together lots, and we have lots of little side projects that we work on together. And, like, hmm. that came out of that. Because, but I left that thing having met – I mean, there's probably, like, eight to ten people I met that I now know their name. But him and, like, two other people maybe were people that I really got to know at that event. And there's now a lasting relationship having come from that. And that's how I – go to those kind of events when I rarely do. I think it might just be my actual attitude about them. Because I, I feel awkward because I think that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I were to go with a, dif- a different attitude, a more positive attitude, it probably could be different. So maybe for some people, networking could be good. But it has to definitely be for like larger ticket items, I think. Because if you're spending, like, if you're trying to measure your return per hour or your profit per hour or your revenue per hour... I'm not sure that I can see networking being a good <coughs> hourly <coughs> marketing activity. Um, yeah. I. So you're saying it should be a bigger ticket item? Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just, this is just my experience. And I really do. The more I talk, the more I think. Probably that's because of my attitude, the way that I went into it. Yeah. Because I've often said more of the opposite with that. Hmm. Where it was like, like we are more of a... Because we are kind of like a boutique agency and we have a small number of clients who we do a lot of work for. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't ever imagine going to one of those types of events and getting all my referrals and having someone become a client just because someone in my group recommended me or someone got my business card. Like if you, yeah, so it, like the kind of people who come to work with us are people who've shopped around and are really trying to find someone who can do the thing that exactly that they want done. Or they already are just aware of us and really, really want to work with us. Like, I don't, for that kind of a big 
ticket. And it's not even that it's that big ticket. It's just kind of exclusive. And it's just not that many people that we serve. Mm-hmm. I just don't see many leads coming from someone just pulling out their whack of business cards and being like, okay, where's a marketing company, right? <laughs> Whereas I would see that where it's like, oh, we need a food truck for an event. All right, who we got, right? Yeah, like that yeah. makes more sense to yeah, me. That's a good point. It's different for different types of businesses. Yeah. What about that kind of led into the second one that I don't really like? But this is just for me personally, again, um, asking for referrals. I have never felt good doing it. Even though I know that I do a really great job, I know that I really help businesses. Mm -hmm. Anytime that I've ever tried that, and I think it's probably been like five times in my entire life, no matter how I said it or how I worded it or what kind of positive attitude I tried to have about it, I didn't really feel good asking. Yeah, I've never done it, and I've feel like I wouldn't yeah (laughs) and I don't know like I'm sure there is there's certainly industries where it would work like I think if you're in the beauty industry you do hair nails something like that like I think it makes sense like would you refer me to your friends I'll give you both I'll give both of you 20% off next time you come in or something like that like that makes sense to me um, but I, I don't see that in my industry I don't think my clients want to be turned into my salespeople Mm -mm. and even and I mean if we're doing a good enough job if they have someone in their network that's looking for someone they're probably going to come to them because they're going to ask them who's doing your marketing what you know if I need a service that another business owner would also need I'm going to go ask the business owners I know who would you guys use so if I'm doing a good job they're going to give me that referral and that comes back to doing an exceptional job I think they all come back around to that absolutely just do an exceptional job and but there is there is like a possibility that someone in your network is looking for a marketer and they didn't come ask you. So that would be why maybe you would put it out there. But I just feel like it looks, what do they say now? Thirsty. That's oh. how they say it, right? It's oh, just not you good for your band. Friends? I've never heard of that. It's not good for the brand, I feel so like. So what looks... about like Dollar Shave Club or those, um, that's a bad example. I can't think okay. of the other one I thought of, but it was just like, um, ten dollars off your next order. Refer a friend, but it's like share this sure, link, like a chef's plate or something. You like share that. something yeah. on your Facebook, and if someone clicks that link, you get the money off. It's all automated like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a really good point to think of the brand. Is that the way you want your brand to come across? Are you okay with that? Are you? Yeah, I I think it is going to be very industry specific. I think those lower priced items it can make sense, but. I don't know anyone who's deciding to buy Chevy instead of Ford because your friend referred some program the dealer gave them to share on their Facebook page, right? Like, it's just not yeah. going to sway people's decisions. Though, and that's the thing, though. I've had some feedback on this podcast that you and I have businesses that are very, like, appointment-based, yeah. consultancy-based. But it's a good point because we come from most of our time is spent in the consultancy sort of model. So we don't think like people with a million transactions a month necessarily except yeah. for that we work with businesses who are different than our businesses but um i just want to try and be mindful of that going forward on the yeah. podcast like <clears throat> maybe not for us but there's a i think like giving things away for free is a great thing you can do that costs you i mean it's not free it's going to cost you whatever your cost is on that thing for something in our business it's really tough to do it can't be like all right free marketing service because i mean that's such a vague thing right but if you are in the food industry or something like that it's pretty easy to do to say come in for a free meal that makes sense and to me it makes a lot more sense than discounting oh i agree you can people will come when it's free but people don't get addicted to free like they get addicted to discounting right they'll come when it's free and they're grateful for it but if it's like 15 percent off it's a different 
psychology thing where it's, yeah. they're like, no, you're only going to attract people who are discount shoppers. Yeah. And free is kind of exempt from that. There was a, there was a vodka or a video from my friend Gary V who did this with my another friend. restaurant. He's been elevated. Absolutely. He doesn't know he's my friend, but <laughs> he was talking to another restaurateur and I should probably know his name because he's a very famous man. Um, but he was saying here would, this would be an awesome example of something a restaurant could do for free is restaurants need their people are so habit-based in their dining right you have your four or five places that you go to and you just go to those so you have to get on someone's list and that's how we talk about with our clients too is like that's what we need to do is we get we need to get the restaurant on people's list of mm -hmm. the places that's in their list um but for to get there people need to come to a restaurant like three times if you get them there three times the likelihood of them coming again is extraordinarily high so you mm -hmm. need to get them in th for three visits so this video that Gary Vee has, and if you look it up on YouTube, Gary Vee Restaurant Marketing or something, you'll probably find it. But he's like, put, give someone a free meal, have them come in, and but mark them. Like your staff knows that they're the person that's there for a free meal. And he gave an example of like, give them a red napkin or something. Just something that's discreet, no one knows. You give them, obviously, the best service ever. You should be doing that with all your customers, but especially this person. You make sure that you understand that it's their first visit. Maybe they need extra help with the menu, whatever. Um, but then as they're leaving, you're like, how was this? And they're like, of course, it was amazing. Well, next time, wish you had room for dessert. You got to come in and try this and give them a card and say, like, come in for the gelato next time or whatever. And they come in for that, and you give them one more free thing. You give them those three transactions, which depending on what kind of food industry you're in, it might cost, like your cost on it might be $30, mm -hmm. honestly. Like it's nothing. But you've had them in the restaurant three times, and you're building habits, and they're going to be very likely to be dedicated diners for a long period of time. And it's those kind of free things that I think can make a huge dent in getting new customers through the door. Gift, I always say that to you. Like, I love the idea of a gift versus a discount. Because mm -hmm. I really do. My mom told me this when I was a kid. She used to say this all the time. You teach people how to treat you. And I've brought that into business. Like, if you start to give discounts, you start to give coupons, you start to do buy one, get one free, people start to, like you said, they get yeah. trained to expect the discount. And they're not necessarily usually loyal to your brand they're loyal to a deal yeah but yeah the gift thing i think that's so much more classy so much yeah and restaurants one thing because there is a real cost like there's a cost to the sure the food but things like gyms or places where you can give away some empty space yeah where you have a model that you're giving something of great value for a lead or a customer to give you a referral or a lead to try you out that's awesome because it doesn't cost you anything but it, yeah. it seems like a really great gift for the person absolutely I was gonna see if I missed anything here. I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say what that. Don't just when, you're sick? when you give things away, though. I wouldn't necessarily do like you can maybe do the social media contest and do the giveaway thing, but I'd be more selective about it because those will attract the people who are only showing up for the free thing. But yeah, great point. if you go out and find, take the little bit extra time and go on Instagram and search your location and find people who have at least a thousand followers and just go message them and say, yeah. come on in for a free. Higher Whatever. quality of lead. Come in for free shoelaces. And it could be for your a, new business. It could be Instagram followers, but it could be other behaviors or other characteristics, right? Sure. I forgot one really good one and then another one. It's not quite as good nowadays. Okay. Um, roles and goals. Like making sure that if you have a team, and if not, put it on your own job description and your own goals, but 
you have to make sure this is somebody's job to track the leads, to okay. convert the leads. So like give them the responsibility of making sure all the leads get entered. Give them the goal of making sure 50% of the leads get converted, etc. Yeah. Like this stuff has to become some of the most important Systematize. things. Yeah, systemize them. Also, I put get published in the news, but that doesn't really seem to carry that much weight anymore. I remember like 10, yeah. 15 years ago, I would be in the news a lot for different businesses that I worked for. And uh, it was like huge. We would always notice like a surge after I was on the news. Yeah. And now it's like. It's good though. Like with marketing, you need to have um, you need to have brand touches all over the place, and that's just it's just another place you can be. Like definitely, there's no way it's as effective as any other place <clears throat> to be in the newspaper or something. But it's just one more place people can be. Because if if you just go all in on Facebook and people see you on Facebook and you're killing it there, that's that's great, but people just think of you as that brand they keep seeing on Facebook. But then when they see your signage, when they drive by, and then they saw that the news was talking about you, and then all of a sudden you've like really permeated every corner of their life, and that's worth something. And that's what—that's exactly what all the radio stations and the newspapers will tell you to get you to buy is yeah. about is about the marketing mix, the media mix of having stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely would say if you're going to do that get it for free or get it for a very minimal amount just to have a very small presence and invest into the things that actually work better. Yeah, I mean, when I say get in the news, I don't mean like who... Buy an ad. Yeah, someone called me after we won the ethics award. Yes, he told me about this. Oh yeah, so they're like, hey, we want to do a story on you. And I was like, oh, well, I guess. Like, I don't think it'll make that big of a deal, but okay. But then it was like, send me the details and it was like an advertising package. I was right. like, mm, no, Sneaky. not happening, newspaper. Yeah. No, I... Uh, but it is good to do PR-worthy things once in a while, whether you do some charity thing or yes. fun run or whatever you're doing. It's good to do something that has some PR worth so that you can reach new people in new places on the news. Also, though, if you have a really wicked mi mission, like wicked in the good sense, I don't know if the young people say <laughs> Not that anymore. Evil. Not evil. Uh, but Sweet. one of my clients is, like, actually changing the world. Like, actually, actually it. it's really crazy. And so they were able to put out a press release to the news stations. I can't, I don't know how many of them actually responded yet, but like when you, when you're actually making a really cool difference, when you're actually like moving the needle, when you're <laughs> bringing the success rate of businesses from four to 40%, inside joke, sorry. <laughs> um, you got to put that in the news. Like that is newsworthy. Yeah. And news stations nowadays, they do want, they still do want stories. Like they're, oh yeah, they're they, that they need them. When I first got started, like it was in affiliate marketing, but a big piece of that was being kind of a poker. I, I, everyone calls a journalist. I just I think we're not actually poker journalists. Are not actual journalists. We're just poker writers. But anyways, I like I have to come up with new content every single day for this affiliate site that I ran that we make money for. If people send you stories, ideas, stories, ideas, story ideas, the people understand. It is right? the greatest thing ever. You're like, thank you for doing yeah. my job today. It's like if someone came to you and was like, this is what you should post on your Facebook today. You'd be like, thank you. I don't have if to come up good. with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it's good. Actually, so that's the thing. If you yeah. have a newsworthy story, like news journalists are going to love that. They're like, yeah. thank you. That's one less story I need to chase today. Yeah, I remember. As I, long as it's worth sharing. Yeah. yeah. I worked at Global TV when I was in my early 20s, and I remember when I like realized the behind the camera magic was right. not magic at all. Not so magic. They're like listening to the police scanners and like <clears throat> hunting, like looking at the other stations to see what they're reporting. So yeah, like call the newsrooms, yeah. send something to the paper, like contact your online news sources. I have a blind CC list 
that I can copy paste in just for like news releases for every like all the local news outlets, so all the radio stations, newspapers, magazines. I don't know, all the different media things in town. Yeah. So I have that when we do have a press release, either for ourselves or for a client, that we can just copy-paste that in and it goes to all of their emails. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely valuable if you ever do anything that's worth noting on the news. We did it for a grand opening. I don't think it ever did made air Did you get the mayor anywhere. here or something? Yeah, we did. The mayor did come, <laughs> but I don't... Like, it, that could have been because we sent a press release. Didn't it didn't go on business. the news. It didn't go on the on the radio it didn't go in the newspaper it didn't go on tv or whatever but we just sent a press release just saying like hey we're a new marketing company we've got this space downtown we're having this grand opening um it didn't go anywhere but there's probably going to be people internally that at least you made aware of it oh yeah i saw the mayor at the big scissors yeah yeah those big scissors need to be sharpened and then i was like does lane like the mayor and then i was just like a whole rabbit hole but anyways <laughs> that's that's our other podcast yeah we'll talk no about. no it's not happening um but yeah, that that was very helpful. We also did a, like a twenty four hour film festival a couple of years ago, hmm. and we did a press release, and we had the Herald, the Lethbridge Herald, call like within twenty four hours and did a story, and um, one of the TV stations came down, and interviewed me, and did a story right away. So it is definitely worth it. You and your twenty four hour thon things. I know. You're not a fan of sleep. No. Oh, I think I would die. Not. Okay, I think that's all my points. All the points have been made. Yes. Everything you need to know about marketing your business with no money has been. Well, all the things I could think of since four o'clock. So I think to the like I was making the point about you're trying to train in-house staff or yourself to become marketers when you're not a marketer. Mm -hmm. Just know that there is a ton of amazing resources online to learn for this free. stuff. Like for That's free. That's a good point. And it's not just that there are free ones and I guess that'll do because you don't have money. Some of the best stuff out there is free because yeah. by the time someone in a big organization turns into a curriculum and makes a video and sells it and does all this stuff, there's so many steps and marketing moves so quickly that some of the best stuff you can get is the free stuff. Yeah. Don't feel like you're getting an inferior product. Like social the free media stuff. examiner. That's yeah, a good social one, media hey? examiner is a great. So you could sign up for their email, social media examiner. Also, like my website, does your website have free resources? We put our best free resources on our website. There's my blog there. That's about all. Just because some people, well, we know a lot of people aren't going to be paying clients, but we still want to further our mission. Yeah. And a lot of companies are like that. They do put their best stuff There's on their so site There's so much free, free information. On yeah, so search, you know, take some time and learn or yeah. get your staff to. Absolutely. Oh, one more point. If you're hiring staff or if you if you are like looking to use marketing to grow your business, grow your team, expand your company, make sure that when you're hiring people, you're hiring people who can learn. Yes. I think that's the number one. Like they have to be Coachable. able to learn new things. Yeah. yeah. Because if you get somebody who just... I've had somebody work for me before where they just needed you to like spoon feed them everything. You're in big trouble. That's but if they... you hire somebody who's like, I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah. And they figure it I'll out. I'll find a solution, yeah. I.e. Laura. That's what you it's need. It's like, oh, did Lane get back to you? No, I Googled it. I was like, oh, why didn't Perfect. I think of that? You're so young and smart. That's what they always say on Dragon's Den. He's not coachable. Oh. You don't get the deal if you're not coachable. Nope. If you're stubborn and they're just stuck in your ways and you're like, I know better. Oh. You got to yeah. be coachable and good at yeah. learning yeah that's not a good client um quick tip go for it track every lead and your conversion and improve it first before you start doing other marketing activities look inside figure out how many leads you're getting from which places and what percentage of those leads are turning into clients and then up <clears throat> the percentages 
before you try to get more leads. Yeah. Because it's just like, I really love that, the way Brennan said that water in the bucket, a leaky bucket. Yeah. Maybe Brennan doesn't get credit for that. I don't I'll have know. To Google Someone that does. Well, I'm going to Google it now. It's a good analogy. Everyone can use that. No attribution required. I don't know. Creative Commons. My quick tip is um, is related to a lot of people, like we said, are going to go to social media. And so it's just warning people to not focus on the vanity metric stuff. So it, either today or yesterday, I think it was today, that the USA finally has got Instagram's changes that they rolled out to Canada months ago where <clears throat> you can't see other people's like count on their posts. Mm. Right? You noticed that months ago with Instagram. Yeah. They finally decided, okay, that's, yes, Canada and... I think New Zealand and Australia maybe were the places that it was tested. They're like, yep, let's make it rolled out everywhere. And so it was, or maybe it's not everywhere, but USA got it today anyways, where they decided that's the path to go is because you don't need to see other people's like count. You can still, in in the way it is now, you can still go in and see your own like count on your own post if you click and expand it and whatever. Um, but we don't need to be measuring ourselves against other people their like count but that's pretty cool. even more important than that i wish they'd hide follower count honestly because mm. i think we've said like early on i'm like kelly ray it doesn't matter if i could like put white out on your phone to cover yeah. your follower count yeah. i would do it because you need to stop caring matter. about it at all yeah it really needs to just disappear um and i think that is probably good advice for people who are like what can i do that's free or cheap and they go to social media and they're all just just so fixated on trying to build a following just in Especially number. Especially Facebook. It yeah. so doesn't matter. <laughs> but that reach on your post so does matter. Reach, yeah. and, and the reach is gets, because you can't really control reach that much, engagement. If you're getting high engagement, you're going to get reach. Yeah. So if you need a KPI for your social media, measure yeah. your engagement. Yeah, that is that's it. That's a good point. And build and have patience. Like, build it slowly. Don't care about follower count because how you build your following is going to set how you get reach engagement because if you have a bunch of low quality followers it's going to kill it and that's where the accounts where we have the best success where we're still getting over 100 percent reach with all our posts are businesses that came to us with no following either no following or brand new businesses and we built those accounts so we built them with high quality followers never cared about getting a high follower account and because of that we still get great reach and great engagement but i take over other people's accounts and like a mature business and literally getting like 10% reach and I can't fix it. Like yeah. I would we'd literally need to delete all of their followers and start from scratch so that we had a high quality following. So can't stress how important it is to not care about your follower count. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah, I, I love that quick tip. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I hope you're not sick out there. Oh, yeah. it's just Jocelyn. Joss, I hope you didn't catch this. She gave it to me. Oh, Jocelyn. Um, yeah. So that's it for this week. We'll be back next Tuesday at 7.15 p.m. Mountain Time again mm-hmm. for another fun topic that they should suggest to us. We need yeah. some audience we need some suggested <laughs> we need some audience suggested topics. Uh, until then, you could reach me on Instagram at the real yeah. Lane Anderson. Yeah. On LinkedIn, look up Lane Anderson. On Twitter, Lane underscore Anderson. On Instagram, at Kelly Ray Tamaki, TMH. And on LinkedIn and Facebook, Kelly Ray Tamaki. 
TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. Wait, what's our TikToks? I'm the real Lane Anderson on TikTok as well. I have one TikTok. You should all go watch it. Why do these kind of no, videos? Don't watch keep them going? now. You have no idea what <laughs> will come up. You have no idea what horrible things might come up. Is that my username? Uh, yes. So oh, if you want to follow dear. Kelly Ray, it's <laughs> user five five e r h five seven nine three e. Uh, no, she's going to change that, that very, very quickly and not be that anymore. Oh, that's so good. Anyways, thanks for watching and listening, and we will see you next week.